Oh yeah, quite a team we'd made. Town harlot, town drunk. The only person in this town that people like less than me is you. Welcome to Storybroke! Miserably ever after. I'm Mads, and I'm badly putting makeup on. And I'm Elaine, and I am trying to give makeup tips when the lighting is bad. The lighting is so bad. (laughs) Yeah, and I've got like this tiny mirror on my desk that I'm like looking at, and it's uh, not the best... Meanwhile, I do not have a webcam, so Mads doesn't have to see me, even though my bun is actually pinned today, unlike usual when I just tie it in a knot. Nice. Mm -hmm. I had to leave the house today, so I needed a pin. So um, we have some stuff to talk about today. First, we wanted to acknowledge a, uh, a, a friend of ours who wishes to remain anonymous, who wanted to make a point on... Hold on, where's my phone? Um, one of the things we complained about a couple episodes ago where we're talking about we we're talking about how all of the green screen stuff is, is this one of our friends that is, is this one of our friends that's a working actor? N- no, works in the field though. Ah. Works works behind the scenes. Okay. Um, and, and wishes to re- remain anonymous. Yes, yes. Uh and That's uh, why I don't know who they are because I have a big old mouth. <laughs> so they went and talked straight to Elaine because they were like, Mads is gonna <laughs> Mads is gonna say some shit. <laughs> so they the this friend of ours says that they probably taped all of the green screen stuff at the same time to save on production costs, which is probably why we have so many problems with the quality of the color in all of them, because they were all taped at once. They were all probably white balanced the same way. Green. Uh, and, yep. and and they just had to make do with what they had after that. They also referenced uh, how we were like, whoa, when did Henry grow? When did Henry get so big? And that they will usually tape the pilot and the first like five episodes all at the same time to see if the show gets picked up. Uh huh. And then there's this weird three month gap before they finish the rest of the season. And so that's why we have 10 year old going through random growth spurt, even if it was a small one, there's still a random growth spurt in the middle of it. So that's why those things stood out to us. So I thought that was really neat. Thank you so much, friend. Thank you for uh, educating us because we did not know. So now we have some things to discuss in Mm -hmm. uh, this season one, episode 14, titled Dreamy. But before we get into it, should we just hop to the basic plot? Let's talk about the basic plot. Do you want to do that now or do you want to do the other intro? Uh, Let's do it at the end. Okay, cool. All right. Here's the basic plot. As the blue fairy and her apprentice fairy, Nova, collected the year's supply of fairy dust from the mines, the clumsy young Nova spilled a little bit. It landed on a single egg in a cavern filled with eggs. When the resulting fully grown, fully clothed, fully bearded dwarf hatched from that egg, he had the ability to dream, to love, and could remember the face of a beautiful woman. His pickaxe named him Dreamy, and he stood out from the rest of his dwarf brothers for being optimistic and hopeful. A year later, during his mining duties, he helped the clumsy Nova safely recover the year's supply of fairy dust. They instantly fell in love and made plans to run off together, which was a big no-no for both dwarfs and fairies. After being convinced by his foreman and the blue fairy that he'd be holding her back from her dreams of becoming a fairy godmother and ruining her life, Dreamy made the hard decision to break Nova's heart and canceled their life together. 
Returning to his life in the mines, he angrily broke his pickaxe. When a new one was assigned to him, a new name was given to Grumpy. Meanwhile, in Storybrook, Mary Margaret's attempts to regain a place in her community aren't going so well. After unsuccessfully trying to recruit candle booth workers for the Miner's Day Fair held by nuns each year, she turns to the least likely person for help, Leroy, the custodian. After first pointedly declining, Leroy discovers his desperate need to impress a clumsy young nun named Astrid. Upon learning that she clumsily overordered helium canisters, spending the convent's entire monthly stipend, leaving them strapped for rent money, Leroy, I just want to point out that you capitalize rent, which tells me a lot that you're a theater person. It was an accident. <laughs> Leroy trips over himself to try to sell all of the candles, resorting to dismally received door-to-door sales with the other town pariah, Mary Margaret. After Astrid sadly catches him in the lie of having sold all of the candles, he brilliantly decides to force a candle demand within the community by cutting the power to the lights of the fair, resulting in their successfully selling all of the candles, earning the money necessary to keep the nuns from getting evicted by Mr. Gold. As a result, Mary Margaret is welcomed back into the community. At the same time, Emma is tasked with investigating Catherine Nolan's wrecked car and disappearance. Sydney retrieves her cell phone records from his quote-unquote source, Regina, and they discover that David's claim, they discover that David's claim that he hadn't spoken to her since the afternoon before the accident may be a lie. Although she prides herself on knowing when people are and are not lying, Emma does her job and takes David in for questioning. I just want to point out that the first half of that entire basic plot that I read, as I read it, I was like, this is the most ridiculous stuff I have ever written down for this podcast. Yeah, it's um, it's something. This whole first scene, the whole first scene is the two fairies talking about how Nova is going to be the fairy who picks up the fairy dust from now on by herself instead of becoming a fairy godmother. And then we, we're introduced to this swooping deep cavern filled with huge eggs in which fully clothed bearded men hatch out of it. And, and, and he's, you know, they're immediately cleaned up and they're assigned pickaxes, which give them names. And he's named Dreamy because he's this dreamer. And the scene ends. And at this point, my husband paused the TV and yelled about the show. Look, I, I'm all for original and unique lore. And I'm really kind of entertained by the fact that they hatch from eggs. But yeah. considering how this show has been up until this point in terms of their fantasy stuff... This was this was freaking weird. This was the weirdest intro, and it left me with a lot of questions. So let's point out that first off, he's told that there are no female dwarves. All dwarves are men. Their job is to work in the mines to collect the diamonds that they grind into fairy dust. And they will never fall in love, and they will never get married or have children. This is their whole life. Which leaves me with three questions. First question, who laid the eggs? Mm-hmm. So let's 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 go down this. Let's play in the space a little bit. Let's go down this uh this rabbit who hole. Laid the eggs. Do you want to know the rest of the questions first? Because they all sort of relate. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm just looking at my eyeliner right now. <laughs> it's how, rough. how do they know when the eggs are supposed to hatch to the time of day? And my last question mm-hmm. is why? 
Just like a general why. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, good question. Why? Just Who laid odd... the eggs? How do they know when they're hatching? And why? Why eggs? Why? Yes, why? Um. <laughs> what? What happened in that writer's room to make them go, I've got it, eggs? Um... I'm thinking a hell of a lot of cocaine. <laughs> like I, I was like an unreasonable keep, amount of cocaine. I was I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt about drugs, but I've never been a I, writer for I, television. I, I didn't. <laughs> um and I'm just this like it was one of those things where when the scene started and the the fairy dust the fairy dust, by the way, very pointedly only landed on one egg. That's not how air currents work, but okay. Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic dust. Okay. Magic dust. And then he could see her face. And I would like to point out that Amy Acker plays this dumb, dumb girl so, so well. I effing love Amy Acker. Anything I love, she's in, I'm happy to see her. I'm happy to see it. Like, so. uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put the quarter in the Buffy jar. She's not from Buffyverse, but she's she's in Dollhouse and she's in several other things done by that director we don't like. She's an angel person. She's a big part oh, of she's, uh, Angel. Oh, I haven't gotten far enough in Angel No, yet. she just was introduced, I think, when we were watching Angel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I know she was in Dollhouse. She was in Cabin in the Woods. She's been in lots of things that I have enjoyed watching. Oh, and she was in uh, Much Ado About Nothing, which was Which is like one of his things that I haven't seen. I I bought it before it came out how problematic he was. It was several. So I have it. Um, It's a very good rendition, but it's tainted now. Yeah. (laughs) So there's my quarter for the Buffy jar. Uh, It's actually surprising that I haven't talked more about Buffy stuff because I have been watching How I Met Your Mother for the first time. Uh, And so I get to see a lot of. A lot of willow. <laughs> and Speaking of great. a lot, this is a lot of blush. I look sunburned. On the camera, it looks nice, though, because your lighting washes you out a bit, and that tones you down. But mm. that's not this episode. You didn't answer <laughs> my questions. I'm still mentally processing, just like, okay, so the eggs, I need to know. Like, I will mm-hmm. not be okay until I know where these eggs came from and is who it, laid them. Is that something on the wiki? Would that be something from the wiki? Because... I have no, like it's, the scene ended and we never come back to it. And I'm just like, is there like a giant dwarf who's like, like the queen bee where that's his whole job. He doesn't have to mine. He just lays the eggs. Also, I'm just going to say they were very specific that there are a specific amount of brothers. So these eggs are part of a brood. Well, he like a hatched, very specific brood of it. He hatched early. He wasn't supposed to hatch till that evening. And he was yeah. hatching during the daytime because of the fairy dust. So they know down to the like hour when these eggs are supposed to hatch. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, they're obviously in clutches. I'm just going to start using dragon terms because they're eggs. Yeah. Is there like a dragon dwarf? Oh my God. I'm just so confused. And I want to point out that using using Disney logic, these are dwarfs. FS and not dwarves from like D&D, um, which is uh, very, very specific. Uh, and the seven dwarfs is an FS. Ow. It's hard for me to write. 
Mads, don't poke yourself in the eye with a mascara. This is why you don't multitask during the podcast. No, I want to. It's, I, I said I would do this as a joke last week, and now I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I refuse to move on until you answer at least one more of these questions. Uh-huh. And that question is why? Um, I think that one of the fairies to somehow be related to why Dreamy is the way Dreamy is, but they also didn't want to make it um, seem incestuous because literally he does exist because of her mistake. He was already going to exist. He just exists that way because of her mistake. But that could have happened without an egg. That could have happened while he was sleeping. It could have happened while he was uh, a, a newly formed dwarf. It could have happened so many ways that didn't involve eggs. I have another point that I would like to point out. Do it. So this love story that we went over in the um, in the basic plot, so I'm not going to harp on it too much. This love story is that he was in love with someone and they had agreed to run off together, but for her own good, he sacrificed his own future love with her to make sure that they could both have their fulfilling normal futures and not ruin each other's lives. Let's go back. I, I, and I've been saying to my husband uh, all week, I've been like, like just like half half of this half of a season ago, we just met Grumpy in a jail cell where he talked about his lost love and that he was going to propose to her. And so he bought a diamond from the foreman, but that diamond had been stolen and the foreman blamed him for it. And that's why he ended up in, ended up in jail and he lost his girl because of it. And so I went back through my notes to find out how far ago that episode was. Did you did you find your note where you said these writers don't watch their own show? I was right about to say this is proof that these writers don't watch their own show because that was four episodes ago. Oh my god. That was four. That was episode 10. We are on episode 14 and that was in the 7:15 a.m. episode. Four. They don't even have the excuse of oh well that was at the beginning of the season so we retconned it. They're not even reading each other's scripts. There's also so much this episode of, uh, oh, well, I never felt this way before. I've never really like had anyone that I'm attracted to. Also, no one's believed in me before. No one's believed in me. When we get to the other half, I'm going to talk a lot about like, why is it so bad that he likes a nun? He didn't say he wanted to bang a nun. He said, I like her. You know, well, they, they just needed conflict. Yeah, but they just needed to give him the opening to like counter bash her. For liking someone else who was unattainable. It's like, this episode was so dumb whenever it comes to this backstory. I don't care if we don't like follow it scene by scene. The fairy outfits make them look like jellyfish. Um, and I think adding the little jellyfish tendrils makes it more obvious when they're hanging from strings because gravity. Yep. So that may have been a bad call on their part. Um, Amy Acker's beautiful in pink. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got like the second scene... The barely, like, it's scene 10, mm-hmm. but it's the second scene that Nova is in. Yes. And two minutes into it, I was already so exhausted with the clumsy girl trope. Like, it's, uh, maybe it's like that era of when all, the only way we know how to write a female romantic lead is, I guess I'll make her clumsy. But well, they've God, done all the other exhausting. ones. They've done all the other ones, right? They They've got at least... They've got at least two female leads that are like 
bossy and know what they want. And, <laughs> you know, it's time to have a clumsy girl in there. Obviously, that's the other one. We've got, we've got, uh, what, what's the term for it? Virgin whore? Oh, yeah. Madonna whore. We've got Madonna whore. We've got two uh, no-nonsense bad chicks. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of damsels in distress. It's time for a clumsy girl. <sighs> and it was just, Amy Acker played it so beautifully, but all of the writing, like the dialogue for her, was so stunted. There's one point where he says, I just, I was going to tell you the truth, but I just couldn't. And so she says, so you lied. And I'm like, that's the definition of not telling the truth. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Um, I was expecting a little more, you know, back and forth on that one since I got that line from you. I just, I was so, <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. Sorry, my it language. It was so dumb. It no. was so stupid. It was so dumb. This whole, like, I, like, everything important was in the backstory. Um, the foreman's name is Bossy, which is great. That uh, was- I thought it. I think that's one of the only things about this episode I liked was the foreman's name being Bossy. The foreman's um, name was Bossy, and I, I enjoyed the pickaxe just being shady as F and naming someone Dopey. Okay, no. You want to talk about <laughs> things I hate for no good no good reason, me being weird and nitpicky, but uh-huh. I absolutely hate it. God, my eyes look so small. I should have been, I should have blown them out more. Um, I hated the font on the pickaxe. <laughs> It was like generic <laughs> college font that Mad- I think I have. I think it's called collegiate. Mads was so bored watching this episode, they had time to get mad at the font. I mean, <laughs> it, it was. I'm so was- bored watching this episode that I flat out said, I'm doing my makeup before the start this, of this recording. This episode, for me, the, the present day stuff was fine. There are some issues with it, but the present day stuff was fine. And it got me away from this flashback crap that I was just so, every time they came back to it, I was so angry about it. It was stupid. uh, So, um. And again, I'm not mad at like the central idea of the dwarves being from eggs. I just kind of. dwarfs Dwarfs being from eggs. I just kind of wish that it were a little more grounded in any kind of reason yeah i wish other than to make them more sexless which also they they pointed out they're all male and they Mm -hmm. don't fall in love i'm like well that's uh this is the most heterosexual episode because i'm telling you man at some point fairies are all girls fairies are all all girls dwarfs are all boys fall in love so Um, i guess it makes sense that i'm a goblin yeah (laughs) yeah right we have fun cameo in the tavern Mm-hmm. Where where Dreamy is recounting how they can't eat and they're just so out of focus. I did enjoy the line of, I don't know, I just don't feel right. Maybe I should get Doc to look over me. And Bossy says, you want to get checked out by someone who got their degree from a pickaxe? Which I, I enjoyed that line. And then Belle pops up to give a lecture on, on love. Because Belle obviously knows everything about love and is the best character for this because we can't bring Snow in because he's got to find Snow later in the jail cell when he completely rewrites his own love story. Belle would have been a better option. You can't see how many times I have blankly looked into the camera at, at Elaine so far, but uh, it's every a time, lot. 
Every time you hear me say something and expect a response, it's Mads making eye contact with the camera. <laughs> I, I really shouldn't have. I shouldn't have access to a camera during this because it's so much. It's funny. We communicate I, telepathically, and I'm just like. I don't have I don't have a camera turned on, so this is a very one sided thing. I enjoy watching Mads's facial expressions, but I haven't set up my iPhone to have a camera yet. So I can, I can feel her facial expressions. <laughs> well, it, I'm very expressive with my voice. You can hear my eyebrows in my voice. Hey, and in two episodes, we can actually see each other in person again. Yay! Recording in person. That'll be nice. Oh my god, I miss <sighs> seeing your freaking face. Yeah. Uh, there's just there's not a lot to talk about with this because it's, so much of it is done. just exposition. There's there's one point there's there's one line about well, if you can dream it you can do it or something like that that Astrid says to Leroy at some point she was like someone once told me this and it turns out that the person who told her that was dreamy in this past life. Yeah. Um, the boat is a recurring theme in both of them. Otherwise, it's just. I actually really like that. That's yeah. Like, I liked the recurring boat. I will say I like not the boat. I liked the recurring. I liked the someone recurring once boat. told me. Somebody once told me. Um, the world the is going to roll me. <laughs> no, I, I did like that as well. So I think that's that's two yeah. things I, I like. So for those of you following along, taking notes at home, I liked two, two things, things in this episode so far. I liked Amy Acker too. Oh, I three things. I, I like Amy Acker in anything. When she showed up on Dollhouse, I was like, ah! um she's my favorite character on angel so oh i can't wait um but what i was gonna say is that is a that is a disney quote yeah that i mean that's a that is a straight up like walt disney quote of Mm -hmm. i think it's like if you can dream it oh i wrote it down you can make it yeah it is uh you can do anything as long as you dream it yeah and so that's a nice quote it's a nice sentiment and it came from grumpy before he was grumpy so that's nice Mm-hmm. I also I do have to commend this actor on going from the Leroy Grumpy we all know and love to this like optimistic to the point of dumb. I I'm, <laughs> I I'm love just him. gonna I'm gonna share. He's this so is, naive and innocent. Since I uh, I have to be thirsty apparently once per episode, I gotta say when he says I'm dreamy, I'm like you kind of are. Like <laughs> he is. He's very sweet. He's a cute dude. Like I I, I do I, like him. I prefer uh, my beef aged. <laughs> What's the worst way I could phrase that? I I like I like older gentlemen, and I was like he is. He's like a cute little bear. I'm like yeah, hey buddy. So when he comes in, he's got that cute grin, and he's like I'm dreamy. I'm like you are. <laughs> I I couldn't remember. Uh, I just want to take you back to my place and make frittatas. Was that's Grey's not a Anatomy- euphemism? <laughs> Grey's Anatomy had to be on at the same time as this, and so as soon as they named him Dreamy, all I could think of was McDreamy, <laughs> and I almost wrote it in my notes several times. I didn't even I didn't even watch Grey's Anatomy, but I knew McDreamy. I kn- I knew it. I forgot what that guy's name is, but I can see his face. He was in Enchanted. Mm, I still haven't watched it. We'll have to do that one of these days. Like maybe between the seasons, we'll just like watch Enchanted because we are on episode 14. We're halfway through, right? We are over the hump halfway through this season. Oh, well, and we're, we're pretty, we're pretty constant on episode. We liked episode. We hate episode. We like it's, it's, it's every, it's like they're giving us a breather between the good episodes. But it this is this episode is another one where it's definitely like 
they obviously do not watch their own show. Yeah, well, I feel like they needed filler. Like this is a filler episode. Oh, I mean, and- it, it, the the main story, the main story, the the Storybrooke story fills in some important like drama. Okay, the Storybrooke story. Let's just go to the just go to the miners. Which, yeah, you want the got- miners fair or you want Catherine's investigation first? Let's do the miners fair because I'm just gonna say it right now. Yeah. The actual story that happens in this episode is the C plot. Yeah. Like it is framed as the least important story in the episode, which is to me, I'm going to say it's bad writing because it is the most important thing to happen in this episode. Yes. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with anything else. Catherine getting investigated. Catherine's Catherine's disappearance. Yeah. It's so we're going to save that for last. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the miners fair. Mm hmm. So the nuns rent their convent from Mr. Gold. Mm-hmm. And they get a stipend every month. That, and their rent is about $5,000. And Mr. Gold would love to evict them because he considers them... Hold on. I wrote it down. It's a very good... Uh, they're like undesirable tenants. Yes. Uh, they're undesirable tenants. And he will not hesitate to evict them. And Leroy's mm-hmm. like... Who doesn't like nuns? He was like, we have a history. I have my reasons. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so that's the whole thing is whenever, whenever clumsy Astrid, I just, I couldn't not I don't know. clumsy in front of her name. When he said, who time. doesn't like nuns? I'm like, I know a lot of people who went to Catholic school. Yeah. It depends on the nuns. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, my mother somehow not going to say my, my uh, dead name, but. It is the same as Sister Mary, that name. And she was like, I don't know why I chose that name because I hated that woman. And I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I went to public school, so I didn't. And I'm Episcopalian, so I I didn't. You know, we have nuns. There are Episcopal nuns. I just didn't run into too many. Yes. There were a couple of the nuns who lived in, in my hometown. Who worked at the uh, at the school, the the parochial school? I have. But I didn't like know many. I have a cousin who's a nun. Two two cousins who are nuns. I am, like I said, my family is like Shiite Catholic. We watched a lot of Sister Act growing up. Does that count? The first sure. one. Yeah. Yeah. After after the divorce, my mom was talking about becoming a nun, and I was like, "You're not going to become a nun." And now she's married to a uh, uh, a neo pagan dude who builds guitars. Nice. He's great. <laughs> He is great. <laughs> I like that guy. But, uh, so so he's like, who doesn't like, because these are nice nuns. These are mm-hmm. nice, pretty young nuns. So they're not your usual nun. Yeah. For some reason, all these nuns are so young and pretty. I wonder why they, oh, right. They're fairies. They're fairies. <laughs> they're not actually religious. He just wanted to figure out. Yeah. He's just, he knows. See, normally it's the monks that are fairies. See what you did there. <laughs> so, so Leroy Falls in love at first sight with Astrid after she drops snow on him or something like that. He fixes some lights. They they share awkward cuteness. Mm-hmm. Um, the Miner's Fair, by the way, is this tradition in which the nuns used to make candles and trade them to the miners for coal, I guess, to heat their convent here in town. And it's this big fair and everyone loves it, unless Mary Margaret has anything to do with it, which she does. I do like so- that they explicitly, like, it's not just her assuming the people don't like her they have specifically told her yeah and i'm like damn that is some these people are petty and see i'm wondering if that is like a north i'm wondering if that's like a north south difference 
because like here they'd they'd have a they'd have some BS reason. Oh as yeah, to like they wouldn't why. tell you. Yeah. I wouldn't tell you. But then we also have those messy people who would be like, yeah, I'm going to volunteer and then try to get all the dirty nuggets of the whole thing out of you. Like they're going to get closer to it just so they can get more info about it just and gossip me. about it later. Just say me. You're a messy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a messy bitch and I live for drama, you know? So who am I talking to about all this drama? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I benefit. I benefit from this messiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so, so yeah. So she's got no volunteers, and she asks Leroy, and he's like, "If you're turning to me, sister, (laughs) you're screwed." (laughs) She's like, "Oh, you don't have to call me sister." He's like, "I call everyone sister." Oh, yeah, that was Astrid. Yeah, I call everyone sister. I call everyone sister, and so he fixes the lights for her, and she's like, "My hero," and he's like, "Love at first sight." I will do anything for this woman. So he goes to volunteer for candles. And overhears that she clumsily spent all of the money on helium. Hey, look, that's that's a fun accidental buy. I got 12. Do you know how much helium cost? No. Mm. At least $5,000, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, she meant to order 12. She ordered 12 dozen. Oh, return it. Oh, they don't take returns. No refunds. So they're stuck with, so they better sell a bunch of balloons, too. Is what's going on. Yeah. I didn't even see a single helium balloon at that point. That's what I was going to say. I was like, (laughs) what's the helium for? It was a plot device. (laughs) You know, like, okay, I I will say, you know, there are some people who are going to go like way too into the weeds on this kind of stuff where they're like, okay, but if the nuns make these candles, like where do they get the fat that they use to render the candles? Are they beeswax candles? Because if they're beeswax candles, they should also be selling, you know, like, you know, who cares? Also, also. They were selling those candles five bucks a pop. Those were huge candles. Those were ten dollar candles. Those were nice candles. Those I'd buy, nice I'd candles. buy a couple. Was, I would buy a couple for ten dollars each. Yeah, I mean we I, got hurricane season every year, so I mean I'm always they stocked get the, up. They get storms too. We've seen the power go out, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it's it's one of those things where a they're not charging enough because they're nuns and they're just trying to make back what they earn. But no, nuns, nuns, know your worth. Know your worth. Know your worth. Know your value. Sell your candles for at least $10. Especially now. God, it's how many years later? (laughs) Those candles are 15 bucks a pop now. Thank you very much. Economy. That would be three months stipend. Yeah, those are some like, yeah. And that's just also legit candles. Just going to say, that should be the new tradition. It should be a powerless fair. So as the sun goes down, you all go buy candles and you all walk around with candles. That's not a fire hazard. It'd be cute. That would be cute. That would be cute. That should be part of the new tradition. Um, so, I agree. So they're not selling candles. So they go door to door, which is Leroy's idea. So we get a fun, short little montage of everyone slamming doors in their face. I and like the dude just randomly eating a eating carrot. Eating a carrot. Yes. I didn't know Bugs Bunny was in this, but yeah, there he is. I kind of want to go through and be like, okay, so which fairy tale characters are they? Oh, he's Briar Rabbit, but we can't mention that because Disney. <laughs> He's either that or Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh is probably but more likely. But then who's his wife? Winnie the Pooh. No, wife. Winnie the Pooh. I never saw I never saw Pooh and Rabbit being a couple. I saw it more, you know. Oh, hang on. I've got some fan art to send you. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. Anything I have ever Googled has been a mistake. Um, I'm actually just typing rapidly so I get the audio of me typing. <laughs> I figured that's what you were doing. 
All right. So, I'm not looking up. I don't need that in my browser history. So they, they go door to door. It doesn't work. He goes to tell Astrid the bad news, looks in her sweet little clumsy face and can't do it. It says, we sold them all. You guys are gonna have to make new candles. And then immediately goes and hides the whole stock on his boat, which he is trying to sell to Mr. Gold for $5,000, but Mr. Gold will only give him 3,000. There's like 3,000 is still a healthy chunk, right? Uh, yeah, that's it's a good just, bit of money. That's still a healthy I, chunk. I don't know what kind of money boats go for. I'm so. just saying that if, if all you're looking for is 5,000 and you're offered 3,000, that's still, that's still, you've only got 2,000 more to find from that. Yeah. Sell something else. I don't know. There you go. What? Oh God. What? Is <laughs> yeah, that's more the pairing I was thinking. Yeah. Like <laughs> that just seems like the more natural pairing. That's the, that I was going to say, it's going to be Tigger and someone because that energy just makes more sense. I'm a Gemini. I know these things. It's, it's, it's Tigger rabbit, you know, yeah, Look, Tigger I've been, rabbit make more sense. I've been looking at this for 12 seconds and I'm already like ride or die for Tigger slash rabbit. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> And, and and Kanga is strong single mom energy, and I love her. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, the Astrid comes and finds all the candles and gets heartbroken. He's like, I guess you trusted the wrong guy. I'm not your hero. Ew. So uh, they go drink about it. They mm-hmm. being Mary Margaret and, um, and Leroy. And they wallow in their own self-pity for a second before Leroy gets the best idea. So he climbs up to the top of the roof Purchases himself precariously on the ledge. Looks like he's about to jump. Uh, Mary Margaret tries to stop him. He's like, no, I damaged someone. Look at me. I'm stocky. Which, damn, that, that escalated so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so instead, he just causes like um, municipal harm <laughs> to the power grid um, without electrocuting himself. And yeah. no one seems to notice. That's an arrestable offense. Yeah. Like, like he, and, he, does like was, a, he does a full felony. Yeah, Emma's not there to catch him, so it's okay. It's okay to do crime if the sheriff's not in town. Yeah, if, if <laughs> any other character were doing this, this would be the plot of the episode, that someone did this to sell candles, someone which did is a, crime. a terrible thing to do. Um, yeah. But because they're doing it for, uh, within the context of the episode, morally justifiable reasons. They did it for nuns, it's okay. They did it for nuns and two love. Two love. Tool and so they love. they sell all the candles. They make $5,000. He saves the, the convent. Um, Mary Margaret goes to leave, sees Tramp not completely washed off of her car, decides to, nope, you know, it's her town. She's going to go enjoy it. And Granny, who had been such a huge bitch to her just the previous episode, is the one to relight her candle and welcome her back into the community, which was a very nice, I'm sorry, from Granny. That's like a, it's a very much a uh, symbolic, like... Welcome back, you know? Yeah. And, and right. And so, so that's that whole plot. Um, there is the, the whole back and forth between you. Oh my God, you're, you like a nun. Could you choose anyone more accessible? And he's like, I don't know, sister. Didn't you just have a dalliance with a married man? I mean, right. But he ain't wrong. <laughs> he's no, he's, that's the thing. He's, he, his delivery is crappy, but he's right. Yeah. Like there's some judgment going on right now. Also, I do really enjoy Amy Acker's character. I just wanted to like throw that out. I liked both of her characters. That's nice. I got real tired of the clumsy trope real quick. Um, But I I understood what they were going for. I let it go. Amy Acker did a great job with what she was given. I didn't enjoy how stunted a lot of her dialogue was. Oh, 
Yeah, no, I felt that way about both of them in both yeah. storylines. Yes. Like, whenever I kind of hit up. yeah. Whenever they're in innocent, naive mode, all of their dialogue is stunted and jumpy. And then Belle comes in with full sentences and it's weird. Yeah, I was like, are they supposed to be, like, developmentally able? I know what they're not supposed to be. They're just supposed to be innocents, young and innocent. And apparently they have never met a young person because they just wrote them dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the um, the Miner's Fair. You have anything else to say about the Miner's Fair? Uh, just more of like, seriously, this plot in another episode would have been like a full on thing of like arresting Grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Arrest Leroy for... Um, a public what's oh, like no, attacking I, the power grid i think I'm, is like legit a felony i'm literally pregnant in the pregnant point where i forget what some words are it's it's public well it's public endangerment public nuisance is public nuisance and he destroyed public property that's what it was municipal I, property municipal property yeah i'm just um i had a long day so i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> no i just can't remember words words i used to use in sentences all the time just escape my brain now oh all right so then we we have the c plot you know the minor plot the plot that's not supposed to make much you know it's not a, not a big indicator but it is the overarching plot of the season Ka- missing Catherine's investigation so yeah we we see emma emma gets called in to because the night before the gym teacher called in the fact that he found a car. So she's just investigating it this morning. Speaking of plots that had no real like why, once again, throwing back to why was the gym teacher on the edge of town? Yes. Suspect. He, he should, should be, be a, suspect. a suspect. He should be a suspect. Also, we see the the reemergence of Emma's superpower here, ignoring the fact that that superpower has already failed her with Sydney writers. Writers. You already proved to us, like, it doesn't mean anything to us now that she trusts that David isn't lying because we've already seen her not call out Sydney for lying boldly to her face um, for a whole episode. And this one, too, when he's like, oh, I have a source. Don't don't you if you try to get phone numbers because they want to check her cell phone records to see who she was talking to. This is very common with crash accidents that, that go to trial. Um, check the phone records to see if they're lying about not being on the phone while when they had that accident. Right. So he's like, oh, it'll take forever for you to get those from the phone company. I have a source. Let me go ahead and, and get those for you. Well, his source is Regina, obviously. Um, and she's very happy with what she sees. I don't know how one manipulates. Uh, so phone, here's here's uh, my thing. Phone. Yeah, so my question right away is did you get David's phone records? Two, to get phone records you right. need a warrant. Well, yeah, that that's the thing. Well, like, if you were getting them officially, but he wasn't getting them officially. He got yeah. them from his source. She should have gotten them officially. Yes, she'd have had to wait for them, but she trusts Sydney right now. Right, she trusts she trusts Sydney right now. However, she cannot arrest or hold David, which she didn't arrest him. She pulled him in for questioning. Yeah, yeah, that's but different. But she cannot arrest or hold or charge David based on that evidence because that evidence that she has is illegally obtained. There you go. Oh, there are lots of things. There are lots of things here. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry you're right. listens to too many true crime podcasts. You're right. We all listen to Serial. 
Where where was David's cell phone? I need those yes. tower pings. I need I need to know where David's cell phone was at the time. And also at one point Sydney Sydney looks at Mary Margaret as if she should be incriminated. And Emma's like, it wasn't her. And you know why Emma knows it wasn't her? They're not going to bring this up? Is because Emma was with Mary Margaret at the time she went missing. Mary Margaret was sitting on a bed with a, was crying on a bed with Emma sitting next to her mm-hmm. at the time that car crashed. At the time, she should have been getting the call from the gym teacher that he had just found a wrecked empty car. So Mary Margaret has a legit alibi. I just want to point that out now because I have a feeling we're going to come back to it later. Um, and there's a, there's another point where Emma is furiously going over, like she's staring at these things. She asked David to his face, her superpower deemed he wasn't lying, but here's this paper evidence that says he had an eight minute call with her about an hour before the crash happened. Also, when did they know the crash happened? Ta-da. Yeah, um, how, do they, how do they know they the crash they happened know at this all time? These details. Like they'll they have a window. That it happened before. Yeah, they know the last time they saw her and when the guy found the car. Yeah. I guess that's what they're going by. But it's it's still... So she's going over and Regina's like, what have you found? And she specifically doesn't tell Regina what she found. And she was like, well, if you don't do your job, I'll find someone else who will. And that's when my husband said... My husband has very good insights, which I'm very proud of him for. Uh, my husband's insight for this was... By not telling you, she is doing her job. You're so used to getting your way and also not being from the real world. Yeah. You don't know that. <laughs> she's she's in the middle of an active investigation. She's not going to just tell you what she's found. Come on. I know it's interesting TV, but by yeah. not telling you, she is doing her job. Thank you for pointing that out, Luther. So we... It's just, and so then she goes to the fair. She goes to a very public place, finds David, and get, makes him sit in the back of the, the sheriff's vehicle. Ooh, in front of the whole town. There is a, Emma should know a better way to handle that. She should, but she's, she keeps letting Regina get into her head. And so she keeps doing things the way she wouldn't normally do them. Emma, in, <laughs> sorry, I'm just like, Emma, in character, would know a better way to do that. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. She keeps letting Regina get into her head, and she's trying to do everything so precise and so right that she's doing things the way she wouldn't normally handle them, which is not tactfully. No. I was just so mad at this whole episode. Like I'm, like I said, I'm okay with the Miner's Fair uh, storyline. The Catherine investigation is kind of going the way it should. It's fine. It's, it's like- aggravating, but it's fine. Everything was so weak this episode and the writing was so stilted this episode and there were so many odd choices. I don't even have a best dressed. Yeah, I don't either. I guess my my favorite line is still from Bossy and it is, uh, you gonna trust a dwarf who got his degree from a pickaxe? That's it. That's the best line of the whole show. Um, I I have a worse dressed. Oh. And it's, it's Nova. Oh, God. Jelly, because pink jellyfish. It, pink jellyfish, but also the fit is weird. Yeah. Oh, it's it's got a weird drop waist to it. It's got a weird drop waist on it, which makes her legs look so short. Yep. And then on top of that, the makeup. And look, I mean, you can see me on camera. I know a thing or two about making your eyes look too small. Amy Acker has these gorgeous, big doe eyes. She it's does. like part of what always like makes her stand out in anything. Oh, she did have tiny eyes in this. She had like 
they like tightlined her to the point where it looked like her eyes were so small in her head that it's like everything they had for that character for her was designed for somebody else. Like it looked like it was designed for a much different looking actress because none of it did her any favors. And frankly, it's homophobic. I, I will also <laughs> say we've, we've seen blue fairy several times uh, at this point. We've seen her a few times. She's a recurring character. Good to see her not spray tan this episode. It wasn't until I saw her as a nun that I went, Oh, that's a white lady. <laughs> it's true. It was just like, wow. They didn't appropriate like... to say. I, <laughs> I was like, Girl, look how orange you look. Yeah, it's like, oh no, she's white. Yeah, and her it's it's they it's her hair and makeup in the fairy outfit. They have her looking slightly otherworldly, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, she is played by um, she's played by uh, I can't remember the actress's name, so I'm like looking it up. Uh, Keegan Connor Tracy. That's a good name. That is yeah. She is a Canadian actress. From Ontario, she is extremely Caucasian. Yeah, she's also great on The Magicians. Ooh, I've only seen a little bit of The Magicians. She's on The Magicians, and uh, uh, she she plays a uh, a really cool teacher. So, so, so I the I, I didn't have I, I enjoyed that all the nuns uh, I I guess are not stereotypical nuns. They're all young and pretty because they're all fairy. I like that Mr. Gold just hates them. I like that little backstory because we've already seen him poof one fairy just for fun. They have their heads uncovered too. Like no one's yeah. wearing a wimple. Well, because they're not. Here's the, here's the thing. They're not religious nuns. <laughs> <laughs> they're secular nuns. <laughs> they're secular nuns, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they're secular nuns. Everyone loves secular nuns. No one goes to church in Storybrooke. <laughs> it's true. It's like that. It's like the background radiation of like being christian but not wanting to wade into the waters of religion so they're just generic nuns i feel like and the nuns are also a holdover from that original storyline for mary margaret who has a very nun-like name mm-hmm. and they were originally going to have her cloistered as as, as mary margaret she was and originally so going to be a nun she was originally going to be a nun so they kept the nuns but dropped mary margaret's affiliation with them made her a, an elementary school now this would have been an interesting story if she were a nun yeah falling in love with a married man Mm-hmm. <sighs> marriage is a sacrament yeah and when you're a nun you're married to god but they're not and religious so who? you knows also have taken on a holy vow of chastity mm-hmm. and you're married to god mm-hmm. you're cheating on god <gasps> So, cheat on God. So yes, we have we have the secular nuns who all own curling irons, which is very good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should do what they they do to feel good about themselves. I For love instance, my curling iron. My nephew got a perm. Hey, it looks super good. That's awesome. I'm like, it's amazing what a little curly hair will do. I know. I'm like that looks like, good. I, I perm my eyelashes and I can't go back. <laughs> Cannot go back to the straight covering my eye eyelashes I used to have. No, they're permed up now. Let's every, not get into eyebrow di- eyelash discourse. Every five weeks. Oh no, I already got into eyelash discourse the other day. <laughs> hey, we all paid five dollars to get fake eyelashes put on for my wedding. So oh, I looked we, we know. good. Oh, I looked good. You looked so good. I'm gonna frame that picture of us laughing. Oh my god, I love that picture. So, so obviously we are done with this episode in record time. Yeah, um, just because, I mean, like I have. There was I, nothing, I took, like, there's the, nothing of substance here except David got 
Pulled in for questioning for I Catherine's had, disappearance. I had three notes on this episode, and yeah. one of them is just a picture from Dream Daddy, a dad dating sim, who doesn't mm-hmm. sponsor this podcast, but I highly recommend and endorse you download and play Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. Um, <laughs> I still just, need to it's play a, that. It's a fun game. You sent it to me for my birthday, and I it's still need to play it. super good. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's also, we're recording this on uh, Trans Visibility Day, and you can mm. play a trans dad, and there is a trans dad. Ooh. Anywho, um, there's like a screen cap I have from that game on my phone in reactions. It's just like, ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's one of my notes. That's this episode. Yeah, so um, I guess rating-wise, uh, bags of fairy dust? Loose bags of fairy dust? Loose bags of fairy dust. And so here's the weird thing about this episode. It wasn't bad because something particularly egregious happened. It wasn't as, as infuriating as... Like, there were some absolute major plot point things, like the whole retconning of Grumpy's romance story pisses me off. It was just bad because it felt lazy which i know i know uh, like 60 people worked their asses off to make that episode happen but it just felt the writing was lazy it felt uninspired like the 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 set designers and the art department and even the costumers worked as hard as they could on this the actors the actors acted the hell out of that script once again did did that woman we were talking about write this episode Oh no, I have to look it up. Let's see. That's that's what that's my fourth question for this episode. My questions are who laid the eggs? Uh uh how did they know when the eggs are going to hatch? Why and did she write it? So this episode writing cast ah uh, head writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz wrote this episode. Uh yeah. Straight up to like they created the concept for the show. They wrote a lot of the really great um, straight up delightful episodes of Snow and 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 uh, David. But it was written by the creators of the show, which really the creators of the show having continuity errors. Yes. Like four episodes ago. Go read the script from four episodes ago. So four episodes ago, episode 10. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Let's see. Same guys. Watch your own episodes. (laughs) You wrote it. Read your own scripts. Oh my God. It's the same writers. I have never written a TV show before, but I guess one bit of advice I will have. I have two bits of advice. Always hire an editor and read your own scripts. Okay. I will say that they wrote the story. For that episode, 7.15 a.m., Daniel T. Thompson wrote the teleplay. Okay. Um, He also writes, uh, he's a producer for Westworld and Batman, uh, Batwoman, um, which is, I love Batwoman. No, this this show has a lot of high-powered people in it, which is why I'm so frustrated by it. Yeah. Because this is another one where I'm like, watch your own damn show. It's the same season, you guys. I, I like I said I, I'm gonna mention it again. I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother, and they will have continuity errors, but they aren't in the same season. Like there's there's this whole like, I'm in the later seasons now, and there's this whole thing where Robin's saying, "Oh man, I just couldn't I just couldn't get rid of everything my exes gave me." Meanwhile, in one of the earlier seasons, she made 
her boyfriend get rid of everything an ex-girlfriend had ever given him up to the point where she pointed out that her dogs came from exes and she had to get rid of the dogs. Like that's a huge continuity error, but at least they weren't in the same season. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of my cat. I stole from an ex. No, don't you say that. Cat. <laughs> I love that cat. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So that. back to it. So uh, I- two, two bags <laughs> of fairy dust out of five. Um, okay. Okay. Just because it there was nothing egregious to make it bad other than continuity errors. It just wasn't good. It just was It just it was blah. And it it I was a little it was it was funny to watch Luther's reactions to some of these scenes. Um with an episode an episode that's meant to really set up a whole story arc. Yeah. For your main cast. Yeah. Is not good. Uh I am. I am wondering if I should be as generous as you, or if I should give a half, uh, a one and a half star rating to this one, because the the questions of the eggs just um, it's going to keep me up at night. Oh God, oh. hang on a second. What? These aren't bags of fairy dust. I opened one up. It, it's just dwarf egg shells. <laughs> it's just ground up dwarf egg shells. Oh God. So and, so you're, and, you're uh, thinking that those don't go in half. And a little cocaine. So those don't go in half, so what you're saying, so I should give it a two? I, I think if you think this episode deserves a one, you should well, give was, it a I one. Was saying, I was saying one and a half, because it's not the worst episode. I've given someone a one. Who have I? Which episode did I give a one? What you, was the other episode we hated so much? Uh, if you gave an episode a one, which I'm not sure if you have, maybe you have, it would have been the Rumpelstiltskin Bell. See, okay, that's so it's higher than that one. We need to keep we need an Excel document. Uh, OK, so it's <laughs> it's it's better than that episode. So I'll go ahead and give it a two because it is better. It made me less mad than Rumpelstiltskin and Bell. I'm going to give that to you as homework for this 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 week. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You've got editing to do. I've got editing to do. And I keep track of the writers. And I, too the writers. Have, I, too, have Good Friday off. <laughs> <laughs> It's Holy Week for those of you who who follow church calendars. I have a question for you when we finish the show recording. Oh, okay. I uh, I got to go to a church today and wash the holy dishes. That was my job today um, after lunch. I'm not a nun, but I do wash the holy dishes. Also, we need to wrap this up because I am hungry. That's okay. It's an hour and we're done talking about it. I think that's all I have about this show today. because um, Because there wasn't a lot of substance to it. Yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have a lot of um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of comments from our our listeners. We do have one from Fandom Fairy uh, about their husband looking at the color grading and just being like, "What is going on in here?" Oh, oh while well, well, Fandom Fairy is listening to us with the TV show on mute to see what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay! And uh, I do have a message. Um, from uh, Corey uh, just quoting me, if I name my child August, does that make me white? <laughs> and uh, then I recommended the Regency gay romance novel series that I was reading at the time, which I'm now finished with. Um, but it is called Dark in the Night by Kelly mm-hmm. York and Rowan Altwood. I'll have to look that up. I'm almost done with Bridgerton series. So. Yeah, if you like some, <laughs> I, I bought them. I'll f*** this on with my uh, credits. Oh. I'm bleeping because we're not sponsored by no no don't give them money and i know that they pay podcasters so i listen i listen to all of my audiobooks through libby 
thanks ah. to my thanks to my public library. Yeah, I will say I highly recommend the Libby app. You can use Libby to download and listen to audiobooks as well as ebooks, and they're normally synced with your library. So just visit libby.com and search for your library. You might have one there. You you get an account just by using your uh, your library card number. It's pretty yeah. great. I love it. I've been using it for years. I was using it back when it was OverDrive, and now I switched to Libby when OverDrive recommended. I switched. It's great. I uh, love it. I'm, I've got a book on hold right now, so I'm back to listening to my podcasts. Oh, God, we read a lot of the same things. It's not uh, The Diviners, is it? Hmm? It's not The Diviners, No, is I just it? told you it was Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Okay, yeah. I'm finishing the Bridgerton series. I got two books left. Ah, uh, I'm listening to a Joe Hill book. Early Joe Hill. Good stuff. Yeah, for, Anywho, I think Bridgerton that's for, it. Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we've got. We're talking about what books we're listening to. I did makeup hey, for half the episode. I miss you. And I, I can't wait to I can't wait to give you a long, awkward, uncomfortable hug. Oh, it's gonna be so weird. I love it. I'm excited about it. And um when this show will come out when it comes out. If it comes out after Sunday, I hope you had a happy Sunday. Hope you had a great Easter. I'm aiming for uh Good Friday, which is when this episode was supposed to release. So uh I'm gonna be hopeful and wish you all a happy Good Friday. We live in a very Catholic area, so we just yeah. use the Christian religious terms for them. I, like yeah. I said, I'm Episcopalian, so I was <laughs> and I'm trying to be conscious of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so happy Easter, if that's what you celebrate. Happy, happy spring, if you don't celebrate Easter. Mm-hmm. If you celebrate Easter, but in the old, old tradition, happy Easter. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sacrifice a goat. Anywho, if you enjoyed the show, you can find us on uh, any of your podcatcher apps. We can't do the show without you. So the best way to support us right now is by recommending us to a friend and retweeting us on Twitter or tweeting at us at StoryBrokePod. Also, leave us a review because right now it's me and one other friend. I'm on the show and I haven't even reviewed it yet. I am a garbage person you that are part lives of the in problem. the trash. I'm part of the problem. You are part of the problem. Uh, so uh, thank you so much. We do enjoy doing this podcast and we hope you enjoy listening to us. Um, and we will be back next time, hopefully with a uh, less head scratchy episode. Yes, we'll be talking about potential murder. Murder. I feel like it's not a spoiler to say that that's where this is going. Because it absolutely Catherine is- looks like missing and yeah her luggage is still in the trunk yeah it looks bad and i mean as someone that listens to a lot of true crime um so much so that netflix is recommending nothing else but true crime to me now um i'm gonna go back uh, real quick and go why didn't she investigate it the night before why was she only getting called to the scene a full 12 hours after it happened because she needed a scene set in the uh uh the coffee shop where she looked awkward and didn't volunteer don't care. Still mad about it. Yep. <laughs> that's, and that's my parting note. Uh, thank you so much. We hope you have enjoyed Story Broke. Miserably ever after. Yeah, I gotta get my Leroy voice on. What do you think?